if you believe that the Lord is good this morning, let me hear a big amen. Man, today is a good day. Today is a big day. How many of you two weeks ago even saw this as possible? to come back two weeks later and to look like we're in an entire new building. It doesn't even look like the same place. God is so good. Um, Matthew 17, 20 says, you don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. There's got to be faith behind everything that you give. Everything that you give back to God, whether that is your children, whether that is your marriage, whether that is your finances, whatever you give back to the Lord, you give it back with faith. And there's moments where we're like, I don't know. Trust me, I've had moments where I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I'm ready to let this go yet. I don't, I, I don't know if my bank account can afford to do that this time. There's a lot of times where I'm scraping by the penny, but I never fail to give what I have to God. And I've never gone without. I've never struggled. Somehow, somewhere, food on my table and clothes on my back and gas in my car. Y'all, your faith is why we're standing in this room today. You having faith in every dollar that you give, every prayer that you pray, that does not go unrecognized. God hears you, God sees you, and he takes what you give him. Even if it's faith the size of a mustard seed, he said that can move mountains and nothing is impossible. We all have mountains in our lives, amen? And it's time to tell it to move. And because of your giving, because of your faithfulness, we were able to tell the mountain to move and we've been able to grow. We've been able to expand. We've been able to do all these things because of you. It starts with you. So I wanna say thank you. Thank you for what you've given and what you're going to give. And thank you, most importantly, for your faith. And you live out the name of Hope Church. You have hope. This would not be possible without each of you in this room. There are three ways to give here at Hope Church. One is text to give, 817-369-3702. I really think I would have that down by now, but I don't. All right, so text to give, and then the next ushers, if you will come forward, we're gonna pass around the offering baskets. Please make sure you pass it down your road and make sure everyone gets the opportunity to put whatever they need to put in there. Um, and then lastly, our Church Center app. If you go on your phone, it has a give button. You press that and it guides you the rest of the way. Um, if you don't have the Church Center app, you can scan the QR code on the back of your chair and it'll guide you to where you need to go to do that, all right? Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you told us that even with faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains and nothing is impossible. God, thank you for your continued faithfulness, your continued goodness, and your fulfilling.
promises. God, I ask that anything that is given today, you multiply it, take it, run with it, and do great things for your kingdom with it. God, bless each person in this room who has said yes to you and who will choose to say yes to you, Lord God. This would not be possible without you, Lord. Thank you for all you are and all you do. We put our hope in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Continue. I can't believe how good the Lord is. I can't believe how good the Lord is. I can't believe how good the Lord is. He's made good to me. Father, you've been so good to us. So, Father, we give you all the praise and adoration that we can, Father, and even then it doesn't feel like enough that you deserve, Lord. Father, we thank you for what you have done in this place, Father. We thank you that you've chosen us, Lord. I ask that you continue to minister to our hearts as we continue on to the message, Father. May you encounter those that are watching from home, Father. May even the kids have a fresh encounter from you this morning, Father. I ask that you anoint Pastor Todd for this message and give him a fresh fire, a fresh wind for this, Lord. We thank you again for what you're doing in our lives, Father. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Hello and welcome to Hope Church. We are so glad that you have chosen to worship with us today. Hey, if this is your first time with us, go see them out at the Welcome Center. They've got a gift for you. You can scan the QR code in the chair in front of you to sign up for the New Here Dinner, Hope Connect, and small groups. Thanks again for joining us. We hope that you experience the love of Jesus this morning. Love God and love people. Okay, let's do it without yelling, though. Yeah. Just normal. So, okay, we saying oh. love God and love people or just no, love, love God, God, love people? Love God, love okay. people.
So the moment that we're waiting for is finally here. We've been talking about God moving. We've been talking about experiencing breakthrough as a church. God is growing. God is expanding. And now join us this Sunday. Now is the time, the moment that we've all been waiting for. It's time to tear down the wall. Look where we are today. What a day to be alive, right? What a day. What a day. How many of you, let's be honest, show of hands, I'm halfway joking, didn't think we would do this. I'm just joking. Don't raise your hand. You look real bad right now. It's fine. Uh, and the, guys, look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the Lord has done. We, you know, this has been a crazy two weeks. You know, we see the product of, of, of all of this, but we, we also forget that we also pulled off a bomb Easter service just a week ago. You know, so it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Amen. Amen. So if you uh, guys, I, I'm just so I'm so excited uh, about what the Lord is doing. So if you if you and guys, it took a lot to get this here. There was a lot of people that, that put in a lot of hard work over the last couple nights. The, the staff and a bunch of the leadership have been up here until 1030 all day. They get here at nine o'clock, left at 1030, making sure that this building uh, was ready to go. There was a lot of awesome people uh, that worked hard to get the building where it is today. A couple people I want to recognize uh, that, that, did, that did a little bit over and above. Carlos Alvarado sitting here on the front row, helped do a lot of the electrical Ronnie there in the back. Ronnie did a lot of electrical. David Smith there in the back corner. He's going to tell me he didn't do anything, but he did a lot and does a lot. Uh, you know, and all of our staff and leadership did an amazing job uh, working their tail off uh, to get us here today. So if any of the any of those people that I mentioned, if they look tired, uh, just encourage them. Uh, you know, maybe the Lord is calling you to bless them with a cruise or something. I don't know. You know, I just I'm just speaking that over somebody today. Uh, I see that hand. I see that hand. I'm just kidding. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, guys, and this all began, this all began with a dream. You know, it began with me going to our leadership and saying, listen, hey, I got a cool idea. I think it m might just work. And our leadership believing in the vision from the Lord, uh, taking us to this place. It took you guys being faithful to give, to get us to this point. Uh, because let's face it, yes, we took out a loan for the building, but no bank is going to loan you money if you don't have money coming in. Amen? right? They usually don't do that. Sometimes they do. Uh, it's called a credit card, uh, <laughs> but we don't want that. Uh, and so, you know, guys, there's so many amazing people got us to this point. And, and I just want to say thank you to each and every one, uh, because you know what? It would not be possible without all of them. But guys, look where we are. I've been your pastor now in, in September. We'll have been 11 years. And we started at a temporary location with 34 people. That would probably be like the first, this probably just this section over here would, would, would be all it was. And, and guys, here we are. This is our fourth building project on this property. 
The Lord is still blessing us. The still, Lord is still growing us. First service was almost full. Second service, you need to get with Jesus and get some more people here. We're working on it. It's good. It's good showing, though. Good showing. I think everybody got up early to be at the first service. They won't do that next week. I can guarantee you that. Uh, <laughs> but, guys, it's It's amazing. Look at what the Lord is doing. He is growing. Guys, I, I know today is a great day, but God is going to use this as a tool to help us reach our community. Uh, and now we have room. We have room. Look how much room we have. I mean, good grief. I expected all of you to get up here and run around in this altar and worship. You really let me down. I'm just saying. Uh, so just next week. Yes. Melanie, lead the way. Okay. Only takes one leader uh, and, and it'll get him down here. So. Uh, guys, uh, just, I know we celebrate today. I know we celebrate all that the Lord has done. Uh, but just remember, uh, it, it took faith, it took faith to get us to this point. Uh, and you know what? There'll be days ahead that we're going to need faith. And I want to encourage you, uh, to do that, uh, and to continue to have faith that the Lord is going to be there with us all along the way. Amen. So write a date down, uh, in your calendar, September 10th. September 10th. Uh, we're not done. Uh, we are, we are, we had to get this part done for today. Uh, there's still more to do. Uh, you can probably see in the parking lot. Uh, many of you think we ordered the wrong color brick. Uh, you have to paint brick. Uh, we're going to do that. We, we want to do some more with the parking lot. Hopefully we're, we're working those, those things out still. Uh, and, but we have a few more things to do. And I think if we, if we'll mark down September 10th, September 10th, we are going to do a grand opening and building dedication. Grand opening and building dedication. I think we'll, that'll give us plenty of time to get everything that we, we want to get done uh, between now and then. Uh, because it's summer, you know. Everybody deuces out and travels during the summer. Uh, we're headed up against that. And so uh, mark that down. It's going to be a very special day. I don't have a, a bunch of announcements to make on that one other than mark the day down for September 10th. Uh, and that will be good. Okay. Y'all good? Well, let's get into it. We, I talked about at Easter that we are going to, to get into a new series. It is called Relationship Status. Relationship Status. And you're like, well, what, what does that even mean, Pastor? Uh, well, it's, that's, I'm good, it's good. I'm glad you asked. Uh, we're going to be talking about relationships. So we're going to talk about friendships, being single. We're going to talk about dating. That'll be fun. I know it's going to be fun because I don't want to talk about. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the last week we'll be talking about boundaries. So here's what I want to say. I said this during the marriage series, just because... You're like, well, I'm not going to come when you're preaching about being single because that doesn't apply to me. Listen, the single people sat through a married series and they learned. So you as a married person can learn. And I promise you, I promise you, if you'll show up with a good heart, my mineral wells is going to show a little bit. If you show up with a good heart, I'll learn you something. Okay? I promise. Okay? You'll get something out of it. Uh, and I guarantee you, you're not going to want to miss the dating week. Just imagine me with dating. It's going to be fun. Uh, and so... Don't miss it. It's going to be a great series over the next four weeks we're going to talk about. But today, we are talking about friendship. I think we can all uh, land here. I think we all would love a true friend. And some of you, when I say the word true friend, someone came to your mind. And if, you, if someone did, I want to encourage you to count yourself as blessed. 
Because having a true friend is truly a blessing from the Lord. I think oftentimes we discount that. Oftentimes we discount each other. We discount what a blessing each other is to everybody. Because listen, you know what I was looking forward to? You know, the building's great. It's awesome. I knew what this was going to look like the whole time. I was excited to see how excited you were going to be. Because that's what makes all of this worthwhile. And guys, friends, people that you could do life together, people that you can you could be a part, do walk along this way. Guys, that is truly a blessing from the Lord. So friendship in the Bible is expressed through emotional, social, political, um, and and but primarily in the Old Testament, it's talking about covenant faithfulness. In the New Testament, it also talks about it a little bit in, in a patronage system uh, in the first century AD. But it appears, the word friend appears in the Bible 53 times. The word friendly appears three times. The word friends appears 49 times. And the word friendship appears twice. Now, that's in the King James Version. Depending on what translation you are, those numbers may vary a little bit, so don't shoot me on that. But friendship Close, close trusting relationships between two people, nowhere does the Bible present a concise definition of friend. Instead, the Old Testament and New Testament presents friendship in different facets. So what the Bible does, it doesn't necessarily say, this is what a friend is. No, it says, this is how a friend acts. And so today, what we're going to look at is, what does the Bible say about true friendship? What does the Bible say about true friendship? And we're going to be in the book of Proverbs. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can go to the book of Proverbs. If you don't know what Proverbs is, Proverbs is the wisdom literature. It was written by Solomon. Uh, Solomon is known as the wisest man there ever was. And so in, in Proverbs, there's a great, a lot of great literature. And so if you, if you ever want to learn and, and become more wise in your life, Proverbs is the place to be. And I think we'll see today uh, the, the writer of Proverbs was spot on. So if you want to turn or you can follow along, scan the QR code. Uh, there's the Church Center app there in the chair in front of you, and you can follow along uh, with me today. But hey, if this is your first time with us at Hope Church, man, what a day for this to be your first time. Uh, we haven't always been in this building. Uh, if this is your first time, you probably don't know that. Uh, it used to be a lot smaller than this, but welcome. We are really glad that you're here. Go see them out at the welcome desk on the first time they got a gift for you. Second time, they've got a gift for you. On the third time, we've got an invite to our Hope Connect class. Hope Connect is happening next week. Uh, I, I can't remember which service we decided it was going on in, but probably one of them. Uh, we'll let you know. Sign up for it, and we'll let you know. We, when you go from three services to two, there's you remember what things you didn't talk about, uh, and, and that was one of them. So, Next week is Hope Connect. If you'd love to be connected at Hope Church, we would love to have you as a part of Hope Connect. Another announcement in two weeks from today, on April 30th, we are having a baptism service. I'm so excited. Yeah! Man, I tell you what, if you've never been to a Hope Church baptism service, you are missing out. They are awesome. 
uh, and it is so awesome to see lives change. If you'd like to be baptized, go to the announcement tab on your app, uh, and you can fill out the baptism form. I believe the QR code will also take you to uh, the baptism form as well. You can fill out that form. One of our pastors will follow up with you and get you set for that. One thing that I want you to help help me with, I talked about our our, our grand opening service. Uh, we are starting on that day a question series. So if you've ever wanted the pastor to preach about something and I've never hit it, I want to encourage you today to go to the announcements tab on your Church Center app and there is a graphic that says questions. Click that, fill out the Google form, uh, and I would love to answer your questions. I'm going to try to get to as many uh, as I think that I can and the series will be as good as your questions, okay? Uh, and so give me some good questions. You can either be anonymous or you don't have to be. It's okay, uh, and, and I'd love for you to do that, okay? I think I got everything. We want to get into it? Let's get into it. What does the Bible say about true friendship? Number one, if you're taking notes, true friendship is not limited to earthly factors, True friendship is not limited to earthly factors. It's found in Proverbs 17, 17. It says, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. So what the Bible is saying is, is it's not limited to location, time of season. If someone is truly your friend, anytime you get back together, even if it's you're away from each other for an extended period of time, you pick up right where you left off. You know, I think sometimes life gets in the way. Uh, we have children. We go through difficult seasons. We go through busy seasons, like building a new building. Uh, you know, and, and we have these things that happen. And, and sometimes we don't always reach out to our friends. But then when we get back together, a true friend, you pick up right where you left off. And, you know, you may lo lose touch. Um, but a true friend is someone that even though you may lose touch for a while, you can always pick up on what you had before. Because if you have something, it's something that can always be rekindled. So I went to, I went to three different schools. Uh, I went to high school at, at a school that I won't tell you because you're going to judge me because it was Burleson. Listen, I didn't choose it, okay? My parents moved me there, uh, so don't judge me, okay? I still love you. I came to Cleveland, okay? So there's, and I've been here almost 11 years now, so there's something. Uh, and then I went to two other colleges as well, and I had friends at each one of those. And it's interesting because I'll go back for functions or things, and when I see those friends, we pick up and tell the old stories that we always told. We, we tell all the things that we would go, and, you know, there was, there was one time that we, we pranked all the girls' cars uh, in, in college. I don't remember if I told mom that or not. Uh, you forget when you tell stories that your mom's in service with you. Uh, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, uh, but, but it's, you know, I go back and we tell those stories and we laugh about it, and, and we have a good time, but true friendship is not limited to time, space, or season. Number two, true friendship, it's getting tough here, true friendship takes second place. True friendship takes second place. Now the psalmist, or not the psalmist, Solomon digs in here, okay? This, this is where we get into the meat. Proverbs 18, verse one, it says, unfriendly people care only about themselves. 
Now, this next verse, this wraps up social media in one phrase. They lash out at common sense. Ouch. Right? Anybody ever notice that about social media? They lash out about common sense. You know, many of you know we have a food pantry. Uh, and, and from time to time, there's organizations that will put fresh food in the food pantry and will post about it. And people are rude. They're like, how dare you? How dare you give away free food to people? How dare? And they're saying all, this, all these mean things. And I'm like, just shut up. You don't have to take it. No one's holding a gun to your head and saying, listen, you, you better eat this. No. I don't have Pastor Grant sitting at the, at the food pantry going, eat this now. You know, it's, it's not like that's what we're doing. And they're lashing out at what? At common sense. We're just trying to help people. But guys, true friendship, true friendship puts the other person first. Now, this world would tell you the exact opposite. This world would tell us that we got to look out for number one. Now, I know many of you are sitting there going, well, pastor, what about, what about boundaries? What about, okay, remember, boundaries is number four. It's important. I'm ending with that, okay? So I, I'm saying, you know, people that care about you and don't take advantage of you, they are, you have got to put yourself second. And we have to put others' needs before our own. So a true friend will take the back seat on their accomplishments to celebrate someone else's. A true friend will take a back seat on their accomplishments to celebrate somebody else. Anybody have that person in their life? That when you graduated school, they're like, well, my GPA was higher. Good for you. Shut up. Right? Okay. I'm tired. I'm just, I'm, I'm raw today. Okay. It's like, good for you. All right. But a true friend goes, hey, dude, that's awesome. Look at the accomplishments that you had. A true friend builds you up. A true friend doesn't have to, doesn't have to feel self-important. A true friend lifts you up. You know, a true friend puts you before themselves. Number three. We're going to get real tough here, okay? True friends value listening over being heard. <sighs> right? So you thought verse 1 was hard. Let's look at verse 2. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. It's quiet in here because I know you're thinking. That's social media, isn't it? That's our society. All we want to do is just yell and scream at each other, and we wonder, why can't everybody get along? That's because we can't have differences of opinions anymore. You know what? I'm going to pick on Monica because she sat in the same chair the last guy did. Uh, you know, Monica and I don't agree about everything. Shocking, I know. Two type A personalities don't agree about everything. But you know what? I can still love Monica even if she's wrong. Amen? <laughs> yes. See? Type A. She said, or if you're wrong or whatever. Right? But that's the thing. Gone are the days where we can just disagree with one another. Because we listen to come back at someone. We listen to have a comeback. We don't listen to understand people. And the reason we don't get along 
is because we don't care to understand what other people are going to going through. We just want to educate the world. If everyone was as smart as us, then the world would be a better place, right? What? Right. No, I'm being serious. How arrogant is that of us that we think that we are called to change the world? There's only one person that can change the world. That's Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, and sometimes the Lord just wants us to just be quiet and let him do it. And just listen. You know, I found with Crystal, oftentimes she just wants me to listen. You know, I'm a fixer. Okay? The, you, I, I love projects like this because I can fix it. You have two weeks to destroy a wall and build a new church. Go. And I'm like, yes. I love it. Then my wife comes to me, oh my gosh, you know what happened? And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I can fix this. But I know what she wants me to say. She just wants me to go, oh babe, I know. It's so hard. Right? Right, ladies? And I'm sitting there going, I know I can fix this. It's so easy, right? But she just wants me to listen. She wants me to hear her. She doesn't want me to fix it. Now later, if she asks my opinion, then I'm more than welcome to fix it. Right, ladies? But she just wants me to listen and to understand her. And I think oftentimes we miss that with our friends. We miss that with people around us. And a wise man once told me, people connect to you when they are talking, not when you are talking. In fact, my mentor took it a step further. He says, when you take people out to eat, ask them questions about themselves. Let their food get cold and you eat because they're talking. And you know what? They'll have no problem taking their food home because they had a great time. He also said, he also said, when, when you listen, you, are, you look smarter to other people. Why? Because they're talking about their, their favorite subject. We love to talk about ourselves, but we are called to take a back seat. But oftentimes, we feel like it's our position to educate the world. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, pastor, you're, you, that's easy for you to say. You preach to people all the time. But you know what? There's times that the Lord tells me to be quiet. There's times that the Lord tells me to wait. There's times when the Lord tells me to listen. And you know what I found out? If I learn to keep my mouth shut, I don't have as many messes to clean up behind myself. Right? A, a, another mentor told me, he said, listen, Todd, you can build a great church. But if you got a pile of dead bodies behind you, it's not going to be very profitable. You have to put others first. You have to value. You have to listen over being heard. Number four, true friends are like family. I'll say it again because he, he sneezed during my <laughs> sign. Even with the greatest sound system, it's still loud, okay? True friends. Sorry, Chris. Was that you, buddy? Okay. True friends are like family, maybe even a little better. True friends are like family, maybe even a little better. better. A few verses down, Proverbs 18, 24, it says, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. 
Guys, the world is full of people that tear us down. We don't need friends like that too. We don't need friends like that too. Now, I mean, I get it. We, we don't always have a choice. I mean, you get to choose your friends. You don't get to choose your family. Amen. You were born into it. Uh, you have to deal with it. You know, I have a, I have a lovely family. A lot of them go here. Uh, I, have, I have new family that go here too. Uh, and I love all of them. Uh, but, you know, something is different when you have a close personal friend. It's someone that you chose. It wasn't forced upon you. And I know there's, there's difficult relationships we have in our lives. We have coworkers. We have people we have to work for. We have bosses that are overbearing sometimes. You know, we got it. I understand. Those are, but who you allow the closest to you, you got to allow those people that truly stick closer than a brother. Now, here's my challenge for you today. Be the friend that you want to have, and you will be amazed at what you get in return. Be the friend that you want to have, and you'll be amazed at what you give and get in return. Be quick to listen. Slow to anger. It's biblical, isn't it? Quick to forgive. Many people will say, well, why should I forgive them? They did this, 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 this. Because you didn't deserve forgiveness either. You know, forgiveness is only, unforgiveness is only hurting you. It's not hurting the person that you're mad at. In fact, oftentimes they don't even know you're mad at them. Be quick to listen, slow to anger, quick to forgive, and quick to celebrate others. And guys, what you'll find is people want to be around you. People want to be a part of your life. People want to encourage you. But if you're constantly a bump on a log, always mad about something, you're going to find people don't want to be around you. They'll tolerate you. They'll be nice to you because they're Christians, and that's what the Lord asked them to do. But they don't really want to be around you. And so be the friend that you want in return, and you're going to be amazed at what you get. Because one thing I've, I've learned in marriage, one thing I've learned, single people, we might talk about this next week. I don't know. Probably not. But if you want to find out how selfish you are, just get married. You'll figure out all of your personality flaws really quick. And what I've found is I've had to learn to listen. I'm really good at talking. You've probably noticed. But I have to be good at listening because my wife wants me to be, I, you know, I'm called to be her husband, but I'm called also to be a good friend to her, to love her, to listen to her, to build her up, to be excited about her, you know, to tell her she looks really good in her new dress today. I messed that up this morning, so I'm trying to dig my way out of it. You know, it's a test when they come in and they say, how do I look today? I failed this morning. So I love you. You look beautiful. I like your dress. Amazon. Woohoo. Yeah. Amazon for the win, right? So find some good stuff on Amazon. The Amazon truck doesn't pass our house very often without stopping. Okay. Or, or the church for that matter. What are our transformational moments? I see that hand. I see that hand. What are our transformational moments today? What is the Lord speaking to us today? Number one, are you putting others before yourself? 
Are you putting others before yourself? Guys, I think in being a good friend, this is the golden rule. Put others before yourself. It's almost like God said, love God and what? Love people. He didn't say you had to like them. He said you had to love them. Doesn't mean we always like them. Doesn't mean we always like to hear the world, but we do have to love them. And Jesus loved us unconditionally even when we didn't deserve his love. Number two, do you listen to respond or listen to understand? Do you listen to respond or listen to understand? You know, if you want to learn, find somebody that believes differently than you and have a civil conversation with them. You're going to learn a lot. Or find someone that's different than you and listen. You're going to learn a lot if you listen. But if you spend the whole time trying to change them, you're not going to learn anything. You just get to develop another enemy. You know, listen, one thing that I've found, people don't want to change. People don't want to change. There's only one person in this world that can change them, and that's Jesus. People don't want to change, but what they want is someone to love them. And oftentimes when we love them and care for them, the Holy Spirit will come in and do the changing. Notice it's the Holy Spirit that comes in and does the changing, not us. Because the Holy Spirit's a, a far better Holy Spirit than me. There's another marriage pro tip as well. Number three. Are you a friend that you would love to have? Are you a friend that you would love to have? You know, maybe there's somebody that maybe you consider a a friend that's driving you nuts right now. Are you being a good friend to them? I bet if you'd flip the script and be a better friend to them than they are to you, things might change. Or maybe they'd figure out, well, you know, I've been kind of tough to be around right now, but we still love each other. But I think oftentimes the world has conditioned us as Americans. We have to look out for number one. The man's not going to get me. That we forget that Jesus is called the first to be last and the last shall be first. That means it ain't about you. It's about others. Just So just remember, I wore the jacket today. I forgot to say it's the first service. That's what we're called to do. Love God. Love people. Doesn't say we always like them, because we don't always. But loving and liking are two different things. And so here's my challenge for you today. Where is God calling you to be better? Because there's not a one of us in this room that can't be a better friend. We can all do better. But where is God calling to you? So just a moment. Pastor Mo's going to sing a song, and we're going to be down here in the front to pray. Guys, look how huge this altar is, right? There's plenty of room to pray. So if you just need to make a line, it's fine. It was it was great. We had three or four people up here praying at a time in the first service. It was amazing. And so if you need some prayer today, we've we've built a huge a huge altar with plenty of room. 
we would love to pray for you today. But don't leave this place with a burden on your heart. That's what you're here for. That's what we're here for. Let us be your church. Let us minister to you. Because it would make our day to pray for you. Let's pray. Jesus. Lord, it's, it's subjects like these that it's like vegetables. We don't like them, but we need them. And Lord, I pray that we would just be challenged today. Every one of us in this room could be a better friend. Every one of us in this room could work a little bit harder at putting others first. So Lord, I pray today that you would just move in our hearts. Help us not to harden our hearts to you, but be willing and open to what you're speaking to us today. Of course, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and worship him. We'll be down here at the front. We would love to pray with you today.
I will build my life. And I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. And I will put my trust in you alone. And I will not sing that one more time. I'll build my life. Father, we thank you for your presence here this morning, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done here at Hope Church, Lord. We're excited to see what else you're going to do in this place, Father. We ask that you be with us throughout this week, Lord. Give us opportunities to share about your love, Father. And again, we just thank you for all that you've done. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. You guys have a great week.